Hello folks and welcome to my review of the 24th of April edition of WWE Smackdown Live. Uh, for those of you who are watching live or on the replay, my camera was positioned slightly incorrectly. For those of you listening on the audio version on the podcast, obviously that didn't matter. Thank you, by the way, to everyone who did head over and check out the podcast version of this yesterday. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, we are going to be available through these live streamed videos on YouTube that are then going to give you guys the opportunity to interact with with my thoughts on these show reviews plus there'll be video on demand on the youtube channel or if you just want the audio so you can listen in the car or while you're walking your dog or wherever else it might be you can get that by listening to the podcast version the links to all of that are down in the description wherever you may have discovered this content so smackdown live this week the big news of course is the shinsuke nakamura theme music heel turn but we'll get to that in a little while it was i think it was kind of a a fairly uneventful edition of smackdown we were the big thing that we were promised before the show was that we'd finally get the miz and daniel bryan face to face and obviously that never happened see i think this still feeds into my theory that i was talking about on yesterday's raw review that i am now even more convinced that they're going to string out this miz daniel bryan feud even longer by having the Miz win the Intercontinental title on Friday and going back to Raw with it. Rather than having the titles change hands, if Mahal and Miz both win, I am now even more convinced, mainly because of what Michael Cole said on Raw last night about how, well, the titles don't necessarily switch. They're sowing the seed there. I am certain that the Miz is going to win the Intercontinental title, take it back to Raw and use it as his way of escaping from Daniel Bryan so that we can then continue to build that face-to-face. -face. And I just think it's it's actually quite clever long-term storyline. The whole Big Cass thing, I, can't, I get what they're doing with Big Cass, trying to, trying to sort of give him the push by, I hope, feeding him to Daniel Bryan I hope that's where we're going with this if we end up with Big Cass defeating Daniel Bryan at Backlash which of course was the match that was announced later on in Smackdown last night then I, then I give up because that's that's mad if that happens but I think having Big Cass be a big monster heel for Daniel Bryan to overcome I think that's fine his promo was He's not good on the microphone, is he? There's a reason Big Cass was kind of floundering and going nowhere until he teamed up with Enzo down in NXT. And I, I fully acknowledge, obviously, you can't bring Enzo back. But goodness me, if anyone needed a man needs a manager in WWE, then that man is Big Cass. And based on how good Carmella is on the mic and the fact that they're a real-life couple, I know she's busy being the women's champion at the moment, but I do think he would benefit massively from having her do his talking for him. Let him go out and be seven feet tall and just squash people. Stop him from wearing suits. Suits look stupid on him. But just have Carmella talk for him because Carmella's great on the mic. Not so good in the ring. Big Cass. Okay, not great in the ring, but he's seven feet tall. He's a big sweaty man. We all know Vince loves that. Um, so just have Carmella talk for him. And then you've got a credible sort of US title mid-card level thing, which... I can get on board with that. Uh, ben Isaacs in the chat is saying, reports are saying Miz and Cass are going to be a tag team after SummerSlam against Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano. Um, I can I can see that working. I, I don't know if I want to string out a Daniel Bryan-Big Cass feud 
all the way through until August, bearing in mind it's April, that's going to be painful. We need to be getting Daniel Bryan into the world title picture sooner rather than later. I, I hope that's a long-term plan, but I guess he needs to prove he can stay injury-free for a little a little while first. I'd be interested to know, Ben, where, where those reports came from as well, because I've not seen any of those reports, but then... All I've literally, I've literally just this morning watched SmackDown and I've stopped watching it five minutes ago and started uh, making this making this podcast. So who knows? We then had the Iconics come out. And again, they they can both cut a good promo. They're very, very good on the mic. Um, Asuka apparently is now just one of the women. She, I mean, they tried to build her up a little bit with the promo, but then having her come out and losing a tag team match against the Iconics. I know Becky Lynch took the pin, but... This whole Asuka is an unbeatable monster thing. That's done, isn't it? They've, they've just lost to the to the call-ups from NXT. They've ju- just lost to the new version of Lakel. Asuka has lost to her. And I, I know Becky Lynch takes a lot of defeats like this, but for Asuka to, Asuka to lose in that manner against that team, I don't know. I guess I know the point of having her lose was so that they weren't backed into a corner of not being able to have her lose. And I know it's only a tag team match, it still feels a little bit weird to me. Um, we then had Jimmy Uso defeating Rowan. <laughs> Go women's evolution, because they did it by having a pretty lady shake her bum and distract the big monsters. Ay 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 ay. The WWE women's evolution thing this week. It's taking some hits this week. We've got. Well, let's let's try and let's try and add up what we've got. We've got. The whole girl thing later on in the week where the ladies aren't allowed to compete at all. We have Naomi scoring a win by shaking her bum. Um, I don't know. I imagine. I remember thinking at the time there was more. I haven't made any notes, so perhaps there's not more. But <laughs> what a stupid way for for the Bludgeon Brothers to take a defeat. So they're 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 in love with Naomi, are they? Or Oh, I mean, I mean, goodness me. We then had a Charlotte and Carmella contract signing for their backlash match. And I think Carmella was excellent on the mic. I think she was really, really good. Um, If she could, if she just had a bit more in the way of wrestling oomph, she could be, she could be right up there. Um, I, I kind of think she might be retaining at backlash, although Charlotte's obviously the better wrestler. I think I don't think it makes much sense putting the title straight back on Charlotte straight away, uh, because then who do you have her lose to? She's already proven that she can't, she won't lose against anyone in a proper match, presumably until she faces Ronda Rousey. So I wonder if they're going to get the Iconics involved in this again. You know how much on SmackDown they love a big multi-woman thing, so presumably they're going to end up moving towards a program where it's the Iconics and Carmella against Charlotte, Becky and Asuka with Naomi just she's going to be a professional bum shaker against the Bludgeon Brothers for a little while it seems <sighs> the bit where Charlotte smashed Carmella's face into the table then turned the table over onto her face so that was fantastic I mean that was just brilliant good work Charlotte and uh, yeah I like I like that segment wholeheartedly we were then supposed to have a match between Randy Orton and um, Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy was limping when he came out. I'm going to assume that's a legit injury. Corey Graves said something on commentary about it. he was still feeling the effects of the match against Shelton Benjamin from last week. Mm. 
I don't know. I know they're feeding it in story-wise with the whole, well, Jeff Hardy walked out midway through Randy Orton's music last week, or was it last week or the week before? So now Randy Orton's returning the favour, but I just wonder if Jeff Hardy is injured again. I mean, he's not getting any younger. He's always been a little bit injury-prone. He doesn't exactly look after himself, does he? And he does some very high-risk, crazy, crazy stuff. So I just wonder if Jeff Hardy has picked up some kind of injury. There are now any number of people that you could add to that US title match at Gurr if you need to kind of hide the fact that Jeff Hardy's injured as part of Jinder Mahal winning. I mean, you've got your two options. Either Hardy comes in still limping and that's his excuse for Jinder beating him on Friday if he feels he needs an excuse, and presumably he does, because I guess Jeff Hardy's on SmackDown to move into that world title picture. It would be weird for him to go over there as a single and just be messing around in the mid-card. So perhaps they're just putting the injury angle in there so that they have an excuse for when Hardy loses or perhaps he genuinely is hurt and then they've got I mean who could they draft in now they could put Chad Gable in there um, from what he did on Raw they could add Shelton Benjamin quite justifiably they could put Randy Orton back in there even though he picked up the loss to Shelton Benjamin you could argue it was as a direct as a direct result of um, whichever thing it was interfering so there's a lot of people you could add into that match um, Nitro is saying, do you think they're swapping the second title brands again then? Um, I think my theory, Nitro, is that they're, they're, they're both going to change hands, but I actually think the wrestlers are going to swap back. I think this is how they keep the Miz and Daniel Bryan apart. So they're going to, the Miz is going to win the Intercontinental title back. Jinder Mahal is going to win the US title back, but I think Miz will use it as an escape route back to Raw to keep him away from Daniel Bryan, just to keep that feud going on a little bit longer. But we'll see how that pans out. I definitely think Jinder Mahal is winning the US title, and I'd be really surprised if the Miz doesn't win the Intercontinental title as well. So I think those titles are both changing hands, probably to protect them from the fact that they maybe won't be having any other titles change hands on the show, despite there being seven titles up for grabs, because AJ's not losing. And... Brock probably isn't losing. I guess the Raw tag titles have to change hands anyway, but we kind of already know who's winning those. And the SmackDown ones, I don't see the Bludgeon Brothers winning unless Naomi's going to shake her bum again, which she can't do in Saudi Arabia. The Usos have got their way to beat the Bludgeon Brothers, but Naomi's not allowed to have a bottom in Saudi Arabia. So there's no way that they can use their secret weapon to beat them. So the Usos get an absolute thumping on Friday and then presumably use Naomi's bum in order to win at Backlash, I guess that's what they're going to do. And then, of course, we got two, two, three, maybe big moments. Um, we had the club reuniting, which I guess we always knew they were going to do this. I would have preferred to see Gallows and Anderson stay with Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor benefited a lot more from having them with him than AJ Styles would. AJ Styles doesn't need them. Finn Balor, I think... Bala as Bala Club with his group of people around him had the potential to go heel, be awesome, be brilliant. AJ Styles doesn't need any of that. They're literally just going to be the people that you inject into the main event when you need someone to take a pin for AJ or in this case, take a Kinshasa for AJ because Carl Anderson got absolutely smashed with a couple of Kinshasas. Um, they're still inexplicably booking Rusev and Aiden English's heels. I don't understand why. Um, and it's they understand as well because they had the Shinsuke Nakamura music heel turn where they've made it so that the fans can't sing along to his music. But then they still have Aiden English come out and do the what day is it? Well, we, 
They're in the same match. You understand that if someone's a heel, you shouldn't be trying to get them cheered. But then you have this guy who's been booked as a heel against The Undertaker on Friday, and you're still doing babyface things with him. What's going on? I guess they're just clinging on to the last remnants of Rusev as a heel to get him through his defeat against Undertaker on Friday, and then turn him babyface as a result of that? I don't know. It's very, very odd. Um, But yeah, the Shinsuke Nakamura music... It was the sensible thing to do. You couldn't have your biggest heel on the brand going out there and having everyone sing along to his music all the time. So I understand why they did it. Nakamura looked good again. Um, I mean, I was kind of half watching it whilst preparing to do this. I don't remember Rusev or Aiden English doing very much at all. It seemed to very much be a case of let's let's make it look like Nakamura is going to win by making him look really strong again. But I, I don't see it happening. I don't see them putting the title on Shinsuke Nakamura at this point. But in the similar issue to what they've got on Raw, where they have a distinct lack of top-level heels, if Nakamura loses again, who's next for AJ Styles? If Rusev's going face, um, you've got Big Cass and The Miz involved with Daniel Bryan. Who have you got as your top heels? If it's not Nakamura, so perhaps they have to put the title on Nakamura just so that they can keep that program going in order to in order to give, I don't know, keep some sort of chase now of AJ Styles chase Nakamura. I don't know. I don't like it, but I don't know. But yeah, ultimately, I think it was a very nothing. It was a very nothing episode of SmackDown. Not very much happened. Not much in the way of storyline progression. I think it's weird the fact that they bring up Andrade, Cien Almas and Sanity and then they're just doing video packages for them we're not actually seeing them yet i think that would be some nice little excitement to add into the mix and i guess it's quite hard to do that when you're just off the back of wrestlemania and the superstar shake-up just going into gur just going into backlash where do you put these new guys into the mix but then they've done it with iconics they've done it with drew mcintyre and um, they've even done it with no way jose they've brought people up from nxt and fitted them in somewhere and I think you probably could have done that with Sanity. I'm assuming Sanity are going to be the next opponents for the Bludgeon Brothers after they see off the Usos. So perhaps, I don't know. Who knows? It'd be interesting to see if Almas and Sanity and some of these other people who've been called up but haven't actually appeared yet, whether they're going to be in Gur on Friday. Um, right, let's have a look down in the chat. And if you are watching this live, this is now your opportunity to tell me your thoughts on last night's SmackDown. And we can have a little bit of a back and forth chat about it. Uh, so Julia says, I've got a question. Do you think that the wrestler um, what, that the wrestler just died when they want to go out there and get them to play their music? Or does the runner of the show... Do- oh, does it? Ah, okay. So Julia's saying, do I think the wrestlers decide not died? Goodness me, I thought that was going to be a very morbid question. Do the wrestlers decide when they go out there and their music plays, or does the runner of the show decide when they want them to go out? It's definitely the runner of the show. They start the music and shove the wrestlers. I don't think it's ever been the other way around. Um, PZ Kefka says, Samoa Joe could potentially be the top heel when he loses to Reigns at Backlash. Not sure how they'd justify him with a title shot. But we'll see. In fact, that's an excellent shout. I forgot all about Samoa Joe. The only reason Samoa Joe is on SmackDown, presumably, is to be a is to be an opponent for AJ Styles. Um, yeah, that's that. There you go. That's that problem solved. That's exactly why AJ Styles retains, because then you, you put him into a program with Samoa Joe. And as much as Nakamura has been good in the last few weeks, I haven't been impressed with Nakamura throughout the rest of his main roster run. I think he is better as a heel, but 
he needs a little bit more depth to him than just hitting AJ in the nuts. And Samoa Joe deserves a real top-level proper title feud. He wasn't going to get it on Raw because of the nature of who else is there, but he's the best talker in the company. He's the most intense, believable wrestler in the company. And yeah, I, I would love to see a programme of AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. That would be absolutely top-draw stuff. Um, but I think we're going to leave things there for this SmackDown review. I am going to be back probably tomorrow maybe the next day might be tomorrow with my predictions for grr i haven't worked them out in my head yet and i also kind of want to have a chat about how i feel about the whole women and saudi arabia and wrestling thing so that might be a separate thing as well so there'll be a couple more videos slash podcasts coming out this week anyway but thank you very much for those of you who got involved so far your support on the relaunch of the channel is very much appreciated if you are uh, watching on youtube whether it's live or on the replay please make sure you leave a nice big thumbs up on your way out subscribe to the channel all that good stuff and if you are here via the podcast I think there's a subscribe button on there too, regardless of where you listen. Um, it has the podcast has now been submitted to um Apple Music or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called, Android Music, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all these places. So the podcast should start popping up on these various podcast places soon. For those of you who it's not convenient to watch me do a live stream video at half past ten on a Wednesday morning, which I fully acknowledge is probably going to be a lot of people. But thank you very much for listening slash watching. And I will see you again almost certainly tomorrow where we're going to have a chat about the greatest Royal Rumble. Cheers, folks.